Hoops on Hoops. Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Hoops on Hoops podcast. Uh, this podcast will be talking about everything college basketball, with occasional talks on NBA and high school basketball too. Uh, I'm your host, Will Thacker, and I'm with my other host, Mason George, but call me Matt. <laughs> yep, so um, we're kind of just going to talk about some, some college b-ball and see how we're feeling and kind of go over some things for you guys in the new year, and so we're kind of a weekend so far. And uh, we're going to go over what's happened and some of our predictions for the for the upcoming year. So, first of all, we're going to just kind of talk about who we are. Uh, I'm Will Thacker. I'm a senior in high school. Uh, I've played basketball for about, like, my whole life, kind of. Uh, I've grown up watching, like, Kentucky play basketball and then kind of got more into other, other parts of the game and watching other teams play. And so, kind of expanded my horizons and really just enjoy the game, watching the game, playing the game, everything about it. So, yeah, so we decided to make a podcast. Uh, May? Um, I'm Mason George. I'm a senior in high school, and I uh, live in Louisville, Kentucky, greatest basketball city in the world. And uh, I've grown up watching the Louisville Cardinals, big Kentucky hater, um, you know, just ready to put in some work for you guys, get you guys the best basketball content in the nation. And, uh, you know, for that's, sure. that's what we're what we're here to do yeah so um we've we've kind of talked about doing this idea for a while now and so um we finally kind of put it into fruition we got we got some of the equipment got some got some good things ready to go so hopefully you guys enjoy and i think we're gonna do this like weekly probably come out on sundays just so like you guys can have like the whole listen to the podcast for the new week and kind of just listen to what you guys want to hear about the upcoming games and the past games of the week so see how we what we're thinking about it and stuff like that so yeah so first of all let's get right into it we're gonna go with our top seven teams season we're just gonna do our own top little seven and then we're kind of just gonna talk about some things like what's going on with the teams and why why we have them ranked the way that we do so um you want to start off with number seven yeah that's cool with me um, so my number seven team is the Oregon Ducks. The Oregon Ducks are preseason poll at uh, number 13. Um, I have them a little bit higher than a lot of people do. Um, I watched them play SMU this past week. I thought they looked really good. They got a lot of guys back. They got Will Richardson back. He's going to be really good for them. Um, and Dana Altman's a really good coach. I, I've liked Oregon for a while now, and... Um, I really feel like this is a year that Dana Altman could bring them to the Final Four, get them back at the Final Four like he already has before. And, I, I mean, I like them a lot. Um, they got guys like Eric Williams Jr., uh, and then they got a couple transfers from Syracuse, Quincy Guerriere, and Jacob Young from Rutgers. So, I mean, they, they've got a lot of transfers, a lot of older guys that know how to play. So I think they're going to be good from the start. So I, I like Oregon coming out of the gates. And uh, for my seven team, in my top seven, uh, I got the Texas Longhorns, you know. I'm a very big uh, guy in Chris Beard. I think that hire will pan out really well for the Longhorns. They brought in the top transfer in the country, Marcus Carr. He's a bucket. And, you know, they bring back Courtney Ramey, uh, Andrew Jones, the cancer survivor. And uh, they bring in a, you know, I just feel like against Gonzaga, um, they – they sh- they played all right, but you know they're clearly just not big enough for them. The, the The size definitely hurts them a little bit, but I think Chris Beard 
we'll get them right by tournament time and uh you know we'll keep them atop of the college basketball scene yeah so um moving on to number six i have the duke blue devils uh we saw the duke blue devils take down the kentucky wildcats this past week the champions classic and then beat a couple pretty solid opponents they beat army and they've got an upcoming team or they got an upcoming game against gonzaga the number one team in the country so we're really going to see how good these guys are but what impressed me was just the the freshman sensations paulo banchero and trevor keels Trevor Keels is a guy that I really liked coming into the season, but I really never knew he was going to have that much of an impact in the first game of the year. He is a linebacker playing a guard position. He's going to be bigger and stronger than any other guard they play on him, and he's going to be quicker and faster than any other forward that will play against him. So I like him a lot. Paulo Benchero looks like the best freshman in the country and one of the best players in the country. I think he'll be the undisputed number one pick once the season's all over. I like him a lot. He showed a lot of different skill sets. He can dribble the ball, pass the ball. He's got a lot of game. I like the Duke Blue Devils at number six. And for my number six team, I also have the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, they really impressed me against Kentucky. Uh, Wendell Moore has drastically improved this year. You know, he, he was going off in the game. And then Trevor Keels and Paolo Banchero played really well. You know, they, they showed that they're built for this stage that they become top picks in the draft. And, you know, Mark Williams, man, that guy is huge. <laughs> that guy is a big body. He's, I mean, he's seven foot, 242, you know. He's, he'll be a good body to get rebounds and just put in some paint work for the Blue Devils. So that's why I got him at my number six spot. Yeah, so uh, moving on to number five, I have the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, the Kansas Jayhawks preseason poll has them at number three. We just watched them beat Michigan State uh, in the Champions Classic this past weekend in a pretty solid win. I think it was about a 15-point win. It was led by Oche Ajabe, the returner, who I think a lot of guys, a lot of people are kind of sleeping on in this upcoming year. But, I mean, after this game, I think he looks like to be the preseason Big 12 Player of the Year. They get, they bring back David McCormick, Jalen Wilson, Dejon Harris, Christian Bond. And then they bring in transfers Remy Martin, who is one of the most coveted transfers on the market coming from Arizona State. And then you've got Bill Self running the running the team. I, I I mean, you can't really take anything away from him. Kansas is going to be really good no matter what. I think uh, this team is loaded offensively, defensively. It's just going to be a see. It's going to be interesting to see what guys get what minutes with all this talent on one roster. So yeah, I have them at number five, a little bit lower than preseason poll and some other people, but yeah, I like Kansas. For my number five spot, I have the Michigan Wolverines. You know, head coach Jawan Howard, he uh, has proven me wrong. I didn't know if that was the best hire for them, but, you know, clearly last year they were one of the best teams in the country. They got to the Elite Eight, lost to the, lost to the red-hot UCLA Bruins. You know, they bring back Hunter Dickinson. He's a big, big center for them. Uh, they bring in freshman Musa Diabate and uh, uh, it was Caleb Houston. You know, there will be pieces if they can develop into great players. You know, that'll that'll set them to really high high level in uh, college basketball this year. Yeah, so um, moving on to my number four team, I have the Michigan Wolverines as well. Um, they are preseason poll number six. Um, the Wolverines made the Elite Eight, like Mason just said. And I think something that Juwan Howard – that I like about this Michigan team is is their balance of new young talent and experience. I mean, they bring back Hunter Dickinson, like May said. He'll be one of the best bigs in the country and maybe one of the best players in the country. 
And then they bring in one of the best transfers in the country, Devontae Jones from Coastal Carolina. He averaged about 20 a game from, the, from them last year. He's going to be a great scorer for them, something that Juwan Howard's going to love to have at the point guard position. And then they bring in two really solid five stars, Caleb Houston and Moussa Debate. So if, if Juwan Howard can use them and kind of mesh the experience and the talent like I think he can, I think Michigan is a true contender, and Juwan Howard's got a national title type of team in Ann Arbor. For my fourth spot, I have the Kansas Jayhawks. You know, they they put up a very, very great performance against uh, Michigan State in the Champions Classic, you know. And they didn't even have, arguably, their best player, Jalen Wilson, you know, after the suspension. You know, they had uh, Shea Ajabe, who played really well in their first game of the year, you know. That guy really impressed me. David McCormick, big for, big center for them. He's a big guy. You know, I think Bill Self, this might be their year. You know, they, they just have a ton of talent, very well balanced. You know, I just I just feel like they, this is the year they might put it all together and uh, finally win that national championship. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I, I agree with that. I think Kansas has kind of been right on the husk the last couple of years. And I mean, Bill, I mean, he, Bill Self definitely has the amount, of, the right amount of talent for a national title championship team. So um, moving on, I have to the number three teams. I have Villanova. So Villanova, we just watched play against uh, UCLA this past weekend. Their preseason AP poll is number four. And if, if you watch this game, I mean, you could just see how well both of these teams are coached and how much talent both of these teams has. I mean, Villanova year in and year out is going to be extremely well coached. They're going to have guys that know how to play their system. And they're going to shoot the three ball really well. And I think this this team is no different. Um, in the in the UCLA game, you really saw how how much Con Gillespie means to them. But they also have guys like Jermaine Samuels, who's coming back, Justin Moore, who's coming back, Brandon Slater, who's coming back. So it's, it's guys that have played in the J. Wright system before, can shoot the ball, and they're going to do what they're going to do. And Villanova's going to be a really good team throughout the year. I could see them winning the championship. It's hard to count out J. Wright in the tournament. For my third team, I also have the Villanova Wildcats. You know, Will kind of just hit it right, hit it right there on the mark. Uh, Con Gillespie's a very big piece of the team. Jay Wright's gonna obviously coach them up to what he always does. You know, they they bring back four out of their five starters from last year. Except they lose a big piece in Jeremiah Robinson Earl, but you know, I feel like they'll they'll be able to bounce back from that. And you know, I think this is definitely a year where they can win it, and they they can do it. Yeah. Um, I think the UCLA game was really telling of just how good those team, two teams were. I think that, that is, has been the best game of the year so far. And, I mean, it was just it was a great thing to watch because of just how, how good those two teams were. And so um, moving on to my number two team is the UCLA Bruins, a team I was just talking about. Um, UCLA brings back pretty much everyone from their Cinderella run last season. They got Tiger Campbell, Johnny Druzang, Hami Haquez, Cody Riley, the four big pieces of their team last year. And then they add in five-star freshman Peyton Watson, and then Rutgers transfer Miles Johnson. Miles Johnson is a guy that is going to add a lot of rim protection. He's a guy that I haven't seen a whole lot of people talking about, but is he is going to be a huge new piece for the Bruins. He brings rim protection, defense that they were kind of missing last year when they had Cody Riley on the floor. He's going to be a huge piece. And then you just have super talented Johnny Druzang. I mean, he's a preseason, one of the preseason players of the year. Hami Haquez is going to come back. He was he averaged 15 a game on great shooting. And Tiger Campbell is kind of the leader of that whole team. Really solid point guard. Doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. I've liked Tiger since high school. I think the Bruins are going to be really good. 
it just comes down to if Mick Cronin is going to be able to bring them over the hump because of just his his lackluster performances in these past years. So I like the Bruins. For my second team, I also have the UCLA Bruins. You know, the, they bring back everybody from that Cinderella run. You know, they came out of nowhere so in the tournament. So I didn't know if they were if that was just a special run. They just got hot in the tournament. But clearly against Villanova, they proved us that this team is for real. You know, they Johnny Juzang. He he doesn't miss, man. It's it's just it's just really crazy. And you know, Hami Hawkes is one is one guy that hustles very hard. You know, he he's up there getting rebounds, doing doing a lot of things for the team, all the hustle plays that they need. And they they beat Villanova without Cody Riley, one of their starting centers. You know, they 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 have a lot of talent. Exactly like Will said, Mick Cronin. It just really depends on if he can give the right adjustments in crunch times and if he can really put them over the hump. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I think Hami Hawkins is a guy that's, he's one of a, a glue piece guy that in the college basketball season, he takes a lot of charges, gets a lot of offensive rebounds. He just hustles 24-7, plays the game right. So I, I really like Hami Hawkins. I like the Bruins a lot. And so um, for the number one team, I think we both might agree here mm-hmm. that the Gonzaga Bulldogs are going to come back. Their preseason AP poll has them at number one. I think we both have them at number one. After losing the national championship last year, they bring a lot of their key pieces back. They lost the number five overall pick, Jalen Suggs. But th- that's okay because Andrew Nimhart is going to move into that spot, and he's going to accept the point guard role like he has for the last couple – or like like he's wanted to the last couple of years. And then they bring back the most important piece is Drew Timmy. Dr- Drew Timmy is probably the best player in the country. I think if you watched the Texas game last night, he looked absolutely dominant. And I think that has a little bit to do with how small Texas is, and they just don't really have any guys guarding him. Like they they had they they voluntarily put Devin Askew on him in the second half of the game. That's how bad it was. But I mean, Timmy's going to be good against whoever they play. I mean, he's just super skilled. He's seven feet tall. And then they bring in the number one player in the country, Chet Holmgren, the number one freshman, super lengthy. If you don't know who this guy is. You're probably living under a rock. He's about 7'1", 190. Super polarizing prospect. One of the most polarizing guys we've had in these last couple of years. He is, he's, it's going to be interesting to see how Mark Few uses him. I think if anyone will use him right, it'll be Mark Few. But it, it's still, it's going to be tough because he's just, he's just so skinny and he's just, he's not, he doesn't have a college ready body. So it's going to see because he's got immense talent. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how Mark Few uses him. Yeah, and uh, I also have Gonzaga. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're the consistent number one team in the nation. They pretty much manhandled Texas last night. You know, Timmy was just – there was nobody able to stop him. Like, it was just unreal. And, you know, Nimhard, he'll jump into that role. I think he'll be able to run the system very well. And they bring in uh, freshman Chet Holmgren, number one player in the country, exactly like Will said. He's just a little too skinny for my liking. But, you know, I think they'll be able to put some pounds on him get them ready for the NBA and later in the year. And they also bring in sneaky good Nolan Hickman off the bench. You know, I think he was a very, very good uh, high school player. I'm really high on him. And they also bring in Hunter Salas. You know, he's he was a five-star too. You know, they, they just bring in talent every year. They, they're, right where they are, right, they're right where they always are, number one. It's right where they always are. Yeah, so um, that's going to round out our top seven teams for the college basketball year. We're now going to move on to our preseason predictions of like our, our our award predictions, like stuff like that. So here we go. Okay, so we're going to start off our preseason award picks with um, Coach of the Year. 
So um, I think when I was looking at the coach of the year, there were a bunch of different options. I think Jawan Howard is a definite pick. I think Mike Krzyzewski in his final year has got a lot of talent at Duke. And there's always Mark Few is going to have the best team in the country, Mick Cronin. But I'm going to end up with Dana Altman, the coach of the Oregon Ducks. I really like Oregon this year. I have them at number seven in the AP, or number seven in my my poll. They're thirteenth in the AP poll. So I, I have them. I'm higher on them than a lot of people. I think Dana Altman is a great coach. I think the Pac-12 was pretty easy this year. I think that it's Oregon's to lose. I don't think they're going to lose many games in the Pac-12, and I think this team is going to be pretty solid and going to have a pretty good record with a lot of returning players. So I like Dana Altman. I like the Oregon Ducks. Uh, for my coach of the year, it was pretty much between Coach K and uh, Jawan Howard, but I had to go with Jawan Howard. You know, I just feel like he's ve- really, really impressed me the past couple of years. I feel like this is the year that they they might they might win it. I think they have a very good chance of winning winning it all, especially if Hunter Dickinson is able to lead the way. And that some of their newcomers can develop into a good, develop into a good player. And you know, I just feel like I'm I'm really high on them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so moving on to the next award we're gonna give out is the Wooden Award, the best player in college basketball. I'm not gonna stray away from what. I'm not going to get too special with my pick. I think the best player in the country will probably win this, and I have Drew Timmy of the Gonzaga Bulldogs. He is the preseason award, uh, preseason um, Wooden Award winner. Um, I, I think a lot of people are going to have him to win the Wooden Award. I mean, he's going to be the best player on the best team, so he's got a real good shot out of the gate, and I also just think he's probably the best player in the country. So I like Drew Timmy um, a lot. He I mean, he brings a lot. He's just so skilled around the rim, seven foot. No one can really guard him, and it's it's interesting to see why he's so good. So, yeah. Uh, I, same person here. Drew Timmy just, you know, especially last after last night, he just he looked like he's by far the best player in the country. I, He's he's just a big body. It, he just bodies little boys, you know. Yeah. It's just yeah. he's just he's very good at he's got very good footwork, you know. I don't know. I just, best player on best team. It's pretty hard to lose that. He's got a – He's got the player of the year made for him. Yeah, I think we both like Timmy a lot, especially after last last night's game. We watched it together. I mean, we were kind of just raving about how skilled he is around the rim and just how good Gonzaga is and how well Mark Few uses him. And I also think it has a little bit to do with just Texas, and I think there are some things going on. I If, if it was me, I would have doubled the post, but we'll get into that later. Um so we're going to go into the Newcomer of the Year Award, um, uh, for, also known as like the Freshman of the Year. Whoever will be the best freshman. Um, I have Paulo Banchero, another popular pick, um, freshman at Duke. After having a great game against Kentucky, I think he's kind of got more into the spotlight. I think a lot of the, the uh, kind of like the talent, or a lot of the spotlight was on uh, Chet Holmgren coming into the year. He was ranked above Paulo. But I think after the game in Madison Square Garden on Tuesday night, <clears throat> Paulo has really taken the college basketball scene by storm. He just got so much talent for 6'10", 240. He's quicker than centers if you're going to try and put a center on him, and he's bigger than all these forwards if you're going to play on him. He's a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams. I think he could average 20-10 and 10 for, the Duke Blue, for the Duke Blue Devils this season, and I, I, I think he'll go number one for sure. Yeah, for my newcomer of the year, I also have uh, Mr. Banchero. You know, he, against Kentucky, he was just, the way he moves is just like, I feel like we've never seen something like that. Or, I mean, we have, but, you know, for yeah. for this year, 
he just is one of the few that moves like that at his size and his height you know it's just it's a very rare skill set you'll be able to get nowadays and you know I just feel like he also yeah like Will said Chet Holmgren had a lot of the spotlight coming in but it looked like Banchero might be taking that pretty soon you know he he just really impressed a lot of people yeah I think that's that's a good point that Mason talked about um he moves he moves like a guard and I think a lot of people kind of talk about how KD kind of moves like a guard like being seven foot and the thing about Paul Benchero is he's also about 240 and he's got a great great jumper great ball handling he I mean he can really play one through five honestly I mean you saw it multiple times he take the ball up for Duke beat a guy mm-hmm. off the dribble and then lay it in or hit a hit a mid-range jumper I mean he's just so versatile Coach K is blessed to have a, another freshman sensation like that mm-hmm. after having so many guys year after year. It's crazy how good Coach K is at recruiting and getting those guys in. So, moving on to the team of the year, I think we might also have similar mm-hmm. similar <laughs> awards here. We, I, I have the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Me too. Um, Gonzaga, like we've already talked about, is the best team top to bottom. They're bringing a lot of talent. They return a lot of talent. Mark View is one of, if not the best coaches in basketball. They're going to be good. They, I think this team's got a lot of a, a great chance to win it. I think they're they're, they're the consensus preseason um, favorite to win. So I think us and a lot of other people like Gonzaga. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I don't even really know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, I think pretty much everybody is on the same page. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, especially after last night's game. I, th- I honestly thought the Texas game would be a little bit closer. I mean, they just they dominated them yeah. start to finish. It didn't look like Texas had any shot at any point in the game. Okay, so uh, moving on, our next topic is going to be two underrated teams and two overrated teams for both of our respective opinions. Um, we're going to start off with my two underrated teams. Uh, first off, I've got Oregon. Uh, I like Oregon a lot. I've said it multiple times on this podcast already. Dana Altman was my coach of the year. I think Oregon is extremely underrated. I mean, we've seen them. They're 2-0 so far. They had SMU last weekend. I thought a lot of th- a lot of people coming in this game thought it was going to be a close game. I think the spread was like 6.5. I jumped on that pretty early. I like the Ducks a lot. They ended up winning by 23. Um, I thought that was a ridiculous line. I mean, they bring a lot of people back. They bring Will Richardson, who was pretty much their best player last year back, Jacob Young, Eric Williams, Devion Harmon. They've just got so many guys, and Dana Allman's a really good coach, and the Pac-12 isn't very good. They're going to win a lot of games. I think the Oregon Ducks are going to be very good this season, and I like them a lot. So, For um, my first underrated team, I have the Syracuse Orange. You know, I they... They shoot the ball very good. You know, Buddy Beheim's back. Uh, Joe Girard can really shoot the ball. He was a great scorer in high school. You know, and uh, I I love the I love the I love the zone they play. You know, it's just I don't know. For me, it's kind of fun to watch. I don't know about for other people because it kind of slows the game down. But you know, I personally enjoy watching them. And I think Jim Beheim, you know, he's I feel like he's getting up there in age. He might retire soon. Hopefully, he'll I think he'll maybe have a nice little run in one of his last couple seasons as the head coach of the Orange. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the Orange a lot, too. They're not one of my two underrated teams, but I was definitely considering them. I think um, a lot of people will have them, honestly, outside the top 50, and I think that's a little bit of a joke. I think they just got so many shooters. And, I mean, you they've proven, like last year in the tournament, if they get hot, they're as about as tough as a team as you can beat. And so they're going to lose some games. The ACC is pretty good, but, I mean – 
I, I like Syracuse a lot too. But uh, moving on to my next team, I got the uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, the Mississippi State Bulldogs were projected to finish eighth in the SEC, which to me is honestly ridiculous. They bring back a lot of guys from their team last year, Iverson Molinar, and they have transfers like Garrison Brooks from uh, North Carolina. They have transferred DJ Jeffries from Memphis, Rocket Watts from Michigan State. They're bringing a lot of guys that have already proven themselves to the college basketball world. So I, I like Mississippi State a lot. I think eighth in the SEC is as bad of the baddest prediction as a lot of people can, th- as, as you can say. They're already 2-0. Uh, watch out for the Bulldogs. And uh, for my second underrated team, you know, you guys may question the pick, you know. I don't know, but I got I got the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, you know, I I know a lot about the Cardinals. You know, they they bring in a ton of transfers, bring in good shooters. Noah Locke um, from Florida, he was a great shooter. I think he was shooting 40% from three last year. Jared West, point guard out of uh, Marshall. You know, I just think that they – they if well the, first of all the ridiculous suspension of Chris Mack has definitely hindered the team a little bit you know they lost to a great Furman team I'll tell you right now Furman great basketball team they know how to shoot the ball and but one thing the Cards need they need Malik Williams to step up for them if they really want to get to where they are you know Malik has just not really shown that he was one of the better players on the team this year so far and uh you know I think if he can grow into being the leader of the team and and same with Jalen Withers you know I think. The sky's the limit for this Louisville basketball team. Uh, it seems like a little bit of bias picking from May, but I don't know about uh, we if uh, everyone follow our Twitter by the way, we haven't mentioned that we actually picked Furman to beat the Cardinals. Um, it was our upset pick of the day. We're on, we're already two and zero with our upset pick of the day. Go in, fo- go to our Twitter. It's talk underscore cbb. We've also got a betting account on there. You'll see it. You'll find it. Follow our Twitter, talk underscore cbb. A little bit of a promotional video, but. Moving on to our two underrated team or two overrated teams, sorry. Um, my first overrated team is Memphis. I think a lot of people might disagree with me, and I think a lot of people might agree with me. I think if um, I think everyone has a strong opinion about Memphis and how Penny Hardaway's been running the program. I mean, there's no denying he is a hell of a recruiter. I think a lot of people. I mean, it's it's understandable. It's kind of. Uh, it's also it, it's, it's it's kind of the same as John Howard how they're all they're former players that know how to recruit guys. I mean they know what they're what guys are looking for. So I mean yeah they bring in uh, Jalen Duran and Amoni Bates, two of the biggest names in college basketball this season. Both will be top five picks in their respective years. But I just think they're overrated like they were last year. I'm not sold on Penny as a coach. I I am as a recruiter but not as a coach. They're number twelve in the AP pool. I think that's incredibly too high. I think as bad as the American Conference is, they still might not even win it. I, I think they finish unranked. I don't really like Memphis that bad. I'm, I mean, I could see them missing the tournament once again. Uh, for my first O-Ray team, I also have the Memphis Tigers. You know, year in and year out, Penny just keeps on getting all this talent. You know, they're a very hyped-up squad. And he just hasn't shown me anything yet. Yeah, you know, I agree. They just they never get to where they're projected, and it's just – I mean, maybe this is the year because he's got Jalen Duran and Moni Bates, but you know, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be sold on them until that he proves me wrong. Yeah, I think that's kind of something that I've like said over and over again. It's like I don't understand why we keep ranking them so high when they continue to disappoint us. And I think there's been like a couple, a couple things like the James Wiseman injury kind of hurt them, and 
some some things like that. And so Memphis, honestly, they, they finished pretty good. They finished pretty good last season. Uh, their defense was pretty solid, but I just I, I don't see them being that good. I think a lot of people in them are picking them in their final four. I just it's ridiculous. I, I don't agree with that. I just don't understand what what Penny has showed us that <laughs> you can think that he can bring a team to the final four. So yeah, I think we both we both talked about that. We both agree that Memphis Tigers are extremely overrated once again. Moving on to my second overrated team, I have Arkansas. Arkansas has struggled in both of their both of their games so far. They've actually been um, down at half in both of their games, and they've just lost a lot of talent. I like Eric Musselman, but he just had, I mean he's had a lot of talent on this team last year. They lost guys like the number number twelve pick, I think uh, Moses Moody to the Warriors, um, number thirteen maybe. Uh, but they've they've lost a lot of talent. They bring guys back, but I just I think the SEC is gonna be really solid this year. And I'm just not as sold on Arkansas as I am on some other teams in the SEC. So I I, I don't like them a whole lot. Um, yeah. For my other overrated team, I have the Baylor Bears. You know they lost a lot, and I mean a lot of talent. You know they lose Jared Butler, Teague, huh. Davion Mitchell. You know I just I don't know. It's pretty hard to bounce back from all that, from losing all that talent from a championship team, but. You know, maybe Scott Drew can get this team to mesh well, but I just really don't think that's going to happen this year. Yeah, I I actually almost put them on my list too. I think coming off a national championship, it's kind of hard to not rank a team high. So it's 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 always hard to just like repeat having a good year after losing so much talent. Scott Drew is a hell of a coach. We know he's going to win a lot of games, but just they lost so much talent. I think it's not on them that they're a little bit overrated. They won the championship last year. That's just what happens. But I, I also see them as, as being a little bit overrated. So moving on to one of the, our... We have two segments left of the podcast. This segment, we're going to talk about this past week's games. Going over just some of the big parts of the... Big games of the week. And then finally, we're going to jump into our upcoming picks of the week. And then we're going to kind of wrap things up and send you guys off with a good message. Uh, so starting off, just talking about the... Games of the, this past week, uh, we're going to start off Tuesday night, Champions Classic, Madison Square Garden, first game of the night, Kansas-Michigan State. What did you think of the Jayhawks and the, and the Spartans? Uh, the Jayhawks really impressed me. I, I wasn't too high on them because they lost uh, some talent like Marcus Gilbert and people like that. But, you know, they really impressed me. I, they they manhandled Michigan State. You know, I, I didn't know Michigan State was going to look as bad as they did. But, you know, I thought Kansas, they they – they proved me wrong. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I think Kansas is pretty good too. I I I think we were both a little bit a little bit lower on them than mm-hmm. other people, and then their number three preseason poll. I thought this was gonna be a close game. I had Kansas. I actually bet Kansas. The line was four and a half. But I mean, I just I think Kansas is gonna be good. Oche Ajave looked like the preseason Big Twelve Player of the Year. Remy Martin came in, stepped up on some big plays in the second half. It's just interesting to see how Bill Self is going to use this team and how he's going to play this team. I think Michigan State is going to be fine, though. I think Michigan State coming into the year unranked. Tom Izzo, a lot of people are talking about how this will be a down year for the guy. I honestly, I thought they played all right. Um, they got some promising talents on the roster, but Kansas just looked like the better team. I mean, like they are. They're just more talented, so I didn't think that was too big of a surprise, honestly. Um, moving on to the second game of the night, uh, it was Duke, Kentucky. Uh, what did you think of that game? Uh, the the Duke Blue Devils, they looked really good, but so did the Kentucky Wildcats. Don't get me wrong. Kentucky will be a great basketball team this year. You know, if Ty Ty can kind of fix up the issues of taking bad shots and kind of just settling settling down, you know, I think that team's 
they got high aspirations for this year. You know, Shavir Wheeler, he looked really good. He impressed me. Toshibwe might be one of the greatest rebounding centers we've ever seen. You <laughs> yeah. know, he looked he looked phenomenal too. So you know, I feel like it's just kind of deciding who those other two guys or who those other couple guys on the Kentucky roster are that yeah. will be able to get them buckets on a consistent basis. And Duke, you know, I kind of discussed that earlier. They they just looked really good. Like Trevor Keels, Banchero, they look like they'll be able to lead this team to a very high season. Yeah. Um, I mean, coming out of the game, I think Duke pretty much got all the attention. It was well-deserved. I mean, they won the game. and They beat Kentucky. They led pretty much the whole time. But I also think Kentucky, they're getting a little bit overlooked. I think a lot of people are kind of just talking about how Calipari's washed, like this – it's not vintage Kentucky anymore. As a Kentucky fan, I like this team a lot. I, this is one of my favorite teams we've had in the past couple of years. I, I mean, we've looked. I thought we looked really solid out of the gates. Severe Wheeler looks like one of the best point guards we've had in a while. I just love how he can create for others. And we finally can shoot the ball. I love to see that we can shoot the ball. Um, Kellen Grady can really shoot it. Davion Mintz. We actually, Dante Allen, if he'll ever play him. Um, CJ Frederick was one of the best three-point shooters in the country coming out of Iowa. He broke his, or he, I think he tore something. Something happened with his Achilles. He's gonna have to go on. He's gonna. He's undergoing season-ending uh, surgery uh, this upcoming week. So that that's definitely a hit. So I like the Kentucky Wildcats in this game, uh, just for this upcoming season. But Duke was. I mean, they got the attention. It was well deserved. They're they were the better team. They look better right now. Coach K is a hell of a coach. He gets his guys ready. I mean, they're really solid. They bring they bring guys in, and they I mean they know how to play. And they also had some pretty big transfers. Theo John, I think, is a guy that's going to be a, a glue guy for them. He can rebound the ball, defend the defend the rim. So I think they're going to be really good. Duke, Duke's definitely going to be pretty solid. I could see them winning the championship, honestly. Yeah, me too. So, um, moving on to the next game of the week, it was a heavyweight slugfest. Villanova versus UCLA, number four versus number two in Pauley Pavilion Arena. I loved this game. I it was started eleven thirty tip off. It was tough to stay up, but it, it was it was well deserved. I mean, Jay Wright and the the Wildcats and the and the and the Bruins. It was just it was just like hit after hit after hit. Teams are returning fights and punches. It was just going back and forth. It really looked like two of the best teams in the country. That's why I have them in two of the top three teams. I really liked this game. I thought it was one of the most fun games I've watched in a while. No, yeah, the both teams really impressed me. Uh, they, you know, Johnny Juzang struggled early, but you know, in that second half, he was just really not missing any shots. He was, he was really bringing the Bruins back from a deficit kind of early, and uh, you know, Villanova, Jay Wright, they he's got a good squad over there. They, they look, they look like a top five, top three team, and I just feel like. They both could definitely win the championship. Yeah. Um, I, I like both of these teams a lot. Both of these teams already know who they are. I mean, Vill- Villanova is, is, is a team that knows who they are every single year. They're going to shoot the ball well. They're going to play defense. They're going to they're gonna be in Jay Wright's system. And then UCLA, I mean, it's the same team as last year, so they already pretty much know who they are. This, yeah. I mean, both of these teams are really good in my opinion. I, I, I have both of these teams kind of in like my Final Four area. I think both of these teams are true contenders, and I'm excited for this upcoming game. I think it's on the 23rd of November. UCLA Gonzaga. Wow, it's gonna what be a phenomenal. A, what game. a game that will be. I mean, number one versus number two. I I think I like Gonzaga in the game just because I don't. I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle against Garden Timmy and stuff like that. But 
it's going to be a hell of a game. We're going to see really who the best team in the country is. So I'm super excited for that. I know you are too. Um, mm-hmm. So moving on to the next game is kind of our, the final game we're going to talk about from this week, and then we're going to wrap it up with our picks for this upcoming week was the Gonzaga-Texas game. We've kind of harped on it on a little bit. Uh, we watched a game together last night. It it really was never very close. Yeah. Uh, Timmy was clearly the difference maker and obviously Texas size. You know, they just weren't big enough for Gonzaga. And, you know, it's just hard to beat a team with two talented big men like Gonzaga has when you just don't have the size to, like, match it. Yeah, I mean, Timmy, I think he had 36 in the game. That is that is ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, everyone harps on Chris Beard and his defense, so to give up 36 to one guy in, in a game that you've had months to prepare for is a little bit disappointing on my end, but it's it's honestly not Chris Beard's fault. A whole lot of it is just because they, they didn't have anybody to guard him. Timmy Allen tried. They, they didn't. But I also think a lot of people I saw talking about this is they didn't double the post or didn't double the catch off the post, which is something that, in my opinion, you just have to do. I mean, Gonzaga, as good as they are, have shooters. I'd honestly rather have a wide-open three than a layup for Timmy. Like, I'll, I'll take my chances on, a, on an open three than an open layup. So, I mean, they, I think there just wasn't a whole lot of adjustments. I mean, Chris Beard tried to put different guys on him, but... I think there were better ways that they could have defended them, and they just really didn't. And Gonzaga being at home, I didn't think they were going to lose this game. Yeah. It was it was honestly no surprise to me. Mm-hmm. I, I bet on Gonzaga. This line was seven and a half, I think. So it was really no surprise to me. I th- honestly thought Texas would put up a little bit better fight. Marcus Carr didn't do a whole lot, and they didn't shoot the ball really well. So, I mean, t- I think Texas is going to be solid. They're a top ten team in my opinion, but not a top seven. Uh, I like Gonzaga though. So yeah. yeah. Um, me too. So, finally, we're going to move on to the next week's Games of the Week. Um, So, yeah, let's get right into it. Okay, so moving on, our final segment of the podcast is going to be our upcoming games, the picks of the upcoming games of the week. So, we're going to start off with the Tuesday night, 8 o'clock game, um, Virginia at Houston. Number 25, Virginia at number 15, Houston. Those Those rankings will likely change after Virginia lost their opener against Navy. So, um, who you got in this in this top um, twenty-five matchup? I got Virginia. You know, I just feel like Tony Bennett will just outcoach the Houston coach. So, I I just feel like they'll be able to pull it out. You know, the defense is always very very good for Virginia, and I just I think they'll pull this one out. I mean, both teams definitely didn't impress me at all in the first first week of college basketball, but you know. I just have to go with the Cavaliers. Yeah, I mean, I think both of these teams have been pretty disappointing so far this year. Virginia lost their opener, like I said, and then Houston survived the scare from Hofstra in overtime. So both of these teams off to a pretty shaky start. I have Houston in this game. Um, they're at home. Uh, Sasser, is, he, he's averaged 26 a game for them this year. He looks like one of the best players in the country. Kevin Samuels is a hell of a coach. I, I like Houston a lot. Um at least in this game, I, I just don't think Virginia is very good. But in, in all, all in all, I don't see either of these teams really doing a whole lot of whole mm-hmm. whole too much this season. So moving on to uh, our next game, it's going to be St. John's uh, at Indiana and Bloomington. Um, who you like in this game? Uh, I like the Hoosiers. It's tough to go down in Assembly Hall and win, especially with. Some of the players Indiana has, like Trace Jackson, Davis, you know, they 
they just got some guys. And, you know, Mike Woodson, you know, I like the hire. I think that's a pretty good hire for them. We'll have to see. But I just don't think St. John's has the firepower to beat them. Yeah, uh, I also like Indiana in this game. Um, just strictly based because of they're in Bloomington at Assembly Hall. I don't know what the opening line is right now, but um, it's going to be interesting to see what a lot of the public's taking on this game. I, I like Indiana a lot, uh, at least in this game, like I said. and um, So, yeah, Trace Jackson, David, Trace Jackson Davis, one of the best players in the country. Mike Woodson, interesting hire, but I think I think he's better hire than they've had, or be- mm-hmm. better coach than they've had in the re- yep. recent years. So, I like Mike. Um, so, yeah. Moving on to Ohio State at Xavier. Ohio State is the number 19th team in the country. We've already seen them have a scare to um, Akron. They had a win on a buzzer-beating layup. They were down by one. Um, came down, hit EJ Liddell, uh, hit a layup to, to send them past the Akron Zips. And, they've all, and they also lost almost lost their second game. They were down pretty much the whole game. And they take on a Xavier team. On the road. Who, who do you like in this one, man? I like the Buckeyes. Uh, EJ Liddell, you know, he's he's we already know he's going to be playing really good this game. You know, I just think it kind of comes down to if Ohio State can get anybody else to step up for them. You know, uh, I just think that they'll – I don't think Xavier's got enough for them. EJ Liddell will, will go off this game. I'm calling it right now. Mark my words. And I think that Ohio State will finally – win a decent game yeah so um i also like ohio state in this game um it's it's at xavier but it's also not really at xavier i mean ohio state's gonna gonna be have a lot of fans there too ej liddell like like may said i mean he's the best player in this game one of the best one of the best bigs in the country ohio state's looked pretty bad so far but i i think they get this get this win done um so yeah ohio state both of our picks in this game uh, moving on, a pretty solid matchup of Villanova, Tennessee. Um, number four, Villanova, um, going up against number eighteen, Tennessee. Uh, it's an it's a, a it's um a neutral side arena. It's in Connecticut. Uh, this is definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I like Villanova. You know, they're one of my. I'm really high on them. One of my top teams in the country. I just don't think Tennessee. I don't really think Tennessee has that great of a chance, especially neutral side. Maybe if Tennessee was at home, I'd they'd have a much better chance. But Villanova is just definitely one of the best teams in the country, and I don't think Tennessee is really that close to Villanova. So I gotta go with Villanova. Yeah, um, I I agree with a lot of things that May just said. I think if Tennessee was at home, this is complete completely different story. Um, but since this is a neutral side game, I like Villanova. Uh, Tennessee has two pretty um, solid wins so far. Kennedy Chandler, freshman, has averaged 20 a game on 70% shooting. He looks like one of the best point guards in the SEC, but I just think Villanova, like we've talked about a lot this podcast so far, is just really good. I don't see them losing another game this early in the season. Jay Wright is going to have them ready to go against um, Volunteers. So, yeah. Uh, Moving on to our fifth and final game of the week, we have... Uh, UNC versus Purdue. This is a neutral side game. Uh, Purdue is ranked, um, I think, number six in the country, number seven in the country, um, going up against number 19, North Carolina. Also playing in Connecticut. This is a little bit of a tip-off tournament kind of game. Um, 
Should be really interesting to see who takes this game um, with Hubert Davis in his first season as the UNC mm-hmm. coach. This is really the first first any type of test he's had. It's going to be interesting to see how, how uh, Tar Heels come out and play with the new coach. I For me, in this game, I like Purdue. You know, Jay Nivey, one of the best players in the country. And uh, with North Carolina, it's just I don't know if Hubert Davis. You know, I he hasn't shown me anything because he hasn't. Had, he's only been the coach for like two games. But you know, it just kind of. I just don't know if he can make the adjustments yet. And if they have like one of those, if they have that guy that can just prove to me that they have a chance. Yeah, uh, I also like Purdue in this game. Um, Jay Nivey, Trevion Williams. They're both just two of the best players in the country. UNC, it, they're one of the most intriguing teams, for me at least, in the country. I think they got guys like Caleb Love and Amarno Bakai back. And, I mean, th- they're definitely going to be an interesting team to watch. Mm-hmm. I could see them come out and win this game. I honestly could. It's gonna be. Yep. It's definitely going to be crazy to see like how good Hubert Davis is. But I think the smarter and safer pick right now is just Purdue. Uh, Matt Painter, great coach. They can really shoot the ball. They're deep. They're long. They have a seven-four center. Um, like they, I feel like they. All, they Purdue, yeah, they always got Purdue's one of those. Always guys. got one of those guys down there guarding the paint, just shooting layups. So, I think uh, the, Purdue. Uh, these are two of the most intriguing teams for me in the country. Um, I like both of these teams, um, but I, I think Purdue's going to be walk away with this with this win. Just earlier in the season, I think they're more ready to play. That's going to wrap up the podcast. Um, we've kind of talked about our preseason picks some of our preseason teams um and then some upcoming games of the of the year uh is there anything else you kind of want to say uh gotta follow the twitters guys yeah, come on yeah, it's mandatory it's literally mandatory follow post notifications it's where you get the best news for college college basketball and you gotta follow the betting account yeah follow the betting if account. you guys want to win money yeah we're 11 and 4 on the college basketball season tell me that is not a solid start Free picks. You don't have to pay any money. We're not trying to scam you guys. They're going to be posted before all the games, so you can see that we're not lying. We're not. We're not making these wins up. We're 11 and four on the year. If you want to make money, come follow our Twitter. It's talk underscore cbb is the main account. You'll see the betting account. It's the pin tweet. Follow that too. We're growing. We're going to be a big time thing on Twitter. Um, so if you're listening to the podcast, definitely follow that. That's where we're going to get um, all of our news. And you're gonna, you can make some money for free. So yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. It's free. Follow Twitter. Make an yeah. account if you don't have Twitter. Follow us. Um, so yeah, I, I I really enjoyed making the podcast. Where I think as as we progress, we're gonna get a little bit more comfortable on the mic, mm-hmm. kind of talking to everybody, and kind of being able to. We're gonna have more like topics where we can kind of go back and forth. This is more of just like kind of an introduction, talking about some of the teams that we feel like, or some of the preseason things that we've already kind of discussed. So. Moving on, we're going to have more like back and forth topics, stuff like that. Some things that we can argue on, think, things that you guys are definitely going to enjoy listening to, and some things that you guys can agree and disagree to. So, yeah, definitely follow the, the Twitter. Um, we appreciate you watching till the end. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening to the Hoops on Hoops podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, next Sunday.